You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ Scott. I'm your host, Pierre Stone, alongside of my usual co-host, Jimmy, but we have a special guest from The Athletic, Peter Ball. What's going on, Peter? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Um, so you're the beat, new beat writer for the Colorado Avalanche, so I just want to get a quick uh, quick insight into your how you got into writing, how you got into sports and all of that. Yeah, so I, um, man, I guess when I was, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, so I I started writing for my, my high school newspaper when I was, I guess, 14 or so. Um, my wow. year. And, and, and it wasn't like anything crazy. It was just like an ex, I, I took a class essentially for my high school newspaper and it was, yeah, it was I, I kind of got 14 years old. Well, <laughs> well, it was just like, it was an elective, right? Like at school, <laughs> like you could take like, I don't know, they had different yearbook, like, and I just took the newspaper class and it was, I, it kind of was something I really enjoyed and, and ran with. Um, and then I, I went to college and, and continued kind of on that trajectory and really enjoyed writing about sports. And some of the work I did led me to, that led the athletic to, I guess, pick me up as, as a writer covering Mizzou football. And then I, I ultimately transitioned into the avalanche beat where I am now. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause I think it was Ryan Clark that was writing for the avalanche before Ray Nice was yeah. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. What a time to be like to join the team because they're on the verge of definitely something special. And I want to ask you about uh, the Colorado Avalanche, obviously. But um, uh, so there was a trade. I think it was yesterday between them and the Minnesota Wild, and they traded Ian Cole and they got Greg Pattern back. And I'm just wondering if that trade was for more flexibility and allowing someone like Bowen Byram to play, who's going to get his NHL debut tonight. 
Yeah. So I think it's a mix of, of things. It's a lot of it is um, opening up some spots for some younger guys. I mean, they've got essentially, I mean, they've got a lot of defensemen right now. Um, I think Connor Timmons is a guy that, that they seem to trust. And uh, Eric Johnson is back after, after his bout with COVID. And, and so they've, they've got a lot of defensemen. And I think Ian Cole, that was a, I guess a piece that they felt they could move and, and maybe open up some room, like you said. And it also just offers more cap flexibility because uh, it opens up about $1.5 million of cap flexibility that they wouldn't have had because Paterin makes significantly less than, than Cole. So I think it was a mix of those two things that kind of led them to, to think this was the right move. Yeah, we're Blackhawks fans and we just look at the Colorado Avalanche and just see how well they're built and um, – like they got, yeah, they got their, they already got guys like Kale McCarr and Sam Drawer in the blue line. It's just crazy to think that they have someone like Bowen Byron rating. And you even look at someone like Alex Newhook. Yeah, they got McKinnon and Kadri as their one-two punch, but then you got Newhook just waiting in there. It's just crazy how um, well built their team is. And Shane um, Bowers Jim, is just sitting there. The yeah, back. Shane Bowers <laughs> as well. Like you, you can just go on and on. And it's ridiculous yeah. how well they built. And I just want to ask you the question, like, they're obviously huge cup favors. Is it viewed as cup or bust year for them? Is it finally that time for them? Yeah, I mean, the players certainly see it that way. They're, they have not shied away from, I guess, approaching it as, like, cup or bust. They definitely are going in with, with that mindset. And, um, yeah, it's I think they're embracing the pressure, which I think is going to lead to them. There's going to be a target on their back most nights because people know that a lot of – players know that a lot of, like, people picked this team to win the Stanley Cup, and they're going to want to bring their best when they play the Avalanche. So – I think they, it definitely is kind of a cup or bust mindset and the players have pretty much said as much like they want this pressure because they, that's how they view themselves. I mean, I think it's a healthy, it's a good view for the players, but I'm quite honestly terrified for the next five years of uh, having them in the same. I think all they're not team. in the Blackhawks division Holy. this year. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this year's year you want them in their division. You can, you can get a little bit better draft drafts. <laughs> that, that as well. But I think the Blackhawks are just more guaranteed losses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man oh man yeah so and uh so peter i wanted to ask you uh, a couple questions here um i think we'll get more into the zadorov sad trade a little bit later that's obviously the main thing connecting these two teams at the moment you know even not being in the same division this year um something i've wondered is uh especially with his history of injury the last little while last few years and i i'm sure you kind of know who i'm getting at Philip Grubauer, is this a guy, I guess, do you see this as the real deal? Do you see this as a guy who can lead them to a cup? Or do you think that he's someone they, they might feel a little bit worried about with his injury, you know, his injury history? And even without the injuries, do you think he's a guy who can lead them there? Well, internally, they're confident that if he's healthy, he's a guy who can who can play at the level they need to, to make a deep playoff run. I mean, he's shown in the past that he can be a very good goalie, and he's honestly played really well so far this year. Um, so I, I think internally, they certainly believe that he's a guy who, who can be good enough to be a goalie on a Stanley Cup team, especially considering how many goals the Avalanche score. And I mean, you have to remember <laughs> that this Avalanche team made it to Game 7 overtime with the Dallas Stars. With like half their team injured and Michael Hutchinson. Yeah. Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah, Hutchinson with the net. So yeah, it's it this is a team that is pretty well built. And and good point. you have to think that they probably win that series if one of their two best goalies is healthy. Or Joel Kivaranto doesn't go off and score a hat trick that they could probably make it to the <laughs> yeah. Stanley Cup final. 
Yeah. And they, I mean, they had a lot of it. Landeskog was out. Calvert was out. They had a lot of guys who were out. Landeskog was out? Oh, yeah, they were injured. they were really injured. Like half their Jesus, team was gone. Yeah. It felt like it was like forever ago. Yeah, yeah. They they had a couple injuries there. Yeah, it was bad. Jesus. Yeah. Made for an entertaining game seven though. That like that's one of the best game sevens in recent years that I can think really, of. Really happy for the guy. Yeah, this, picked, it was the Stars' the second game seven overtime in a row because they had played the Blues in game seven and lost and yeah, that's right. I remember that. Oh yeah, Addy Maroon goal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, I think, uh, Pierce, you want to get into the uh, Saad and Zadorov trade? Oh, yeah, I thought that was you that wanted to bring that up. Oh, man. Because I know how much you love talking about it, so. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I tried to get too fanboyish with players, especially now that I'm, like, even just for the fun of the podcast, I don't want to be biased towards anybody when it comes to opinions and whatnot. But Brandon Saad has – always been my favorite player ever since I got into hockey uh, back when around when he was drafted. Um, So I'm a little bit biased, I think highly of the player. Um, So I I've seen this trade. I mean, from the beginning, I thought it was a complete, you know, just complete undersell by, by Bowman. Uh, The fact that he had to retain money and it's at all was insulting, especially when you're getting a player who, in really in all signs pointed to being you know much less valuable um but with the first few games I guess you know putting that aside what what have you seen from Brandon side do you think he fits into the avalanche system uh do you think he's a guy who can who they're going to put with McKinnon or do you see him uh in a lower role than that I don't think he's going to be on the top line. I think they really like him in the second on the second line with um, they currently it's have Kadri. Kadri, I remember the, the second line. Kadri and Burakovsky, who he Burakovsky's hurt right now, um, but that's Kadri. kind of the role I think they're kind of putting him in is is on that second line, which is a really good second line. Yeah. Do you see um, him as that piece that kind of puts that? Oh, sorry, sorry, but no, you're good. But do you see him as that guy who puts them over the top in terms of their top six? I think that is why they made the trade. Joe Sackick said that that's, that's why they made the trade. That's, yeah. I actually read about that a little bit today. And like, they, they really view him as a guy who really solidifies those top two lines. And you yeah. look at him and it's like, okay, you've got one of the best top lines in hockey with McKinnon, Landis Grant, and, yeah, a little and, bit. and then you've got a really good second line now. So I think that that definitely is the hope. I think he, there's been some early, he scored his first goal, which was kind of a classic, like, um, greasy goal you know down oh, yeah Brandon Saad <laughs> will definitely get a few of those oh yeah, my God, and, yeah and I think there's still like he's still adjusting some to to I think they're everyone's getting a little more familiar with each other but that's yeah. kind of to be expected so it's a bit tough yeah he had no preseason you don't really get as many reps this year yeah, yeah. And he was he he was um he wasn't healthy the first three days of practice um, oh yeah training camp. so he really only had like a few days uh, to get going so they didn't have necessarily a ton of time to build chemistry yeah, it was really – it was kind of funny um, as I kind of isolated him for his first games. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious to see how he fits in the system. And it really – you can really tell it's a guy who's just, like, finding his way around there, you yeah. know, the entire – you see that so much this year. It's uh, it's really funny to watch and how, uh, yeah, we're so used to these guys getting reps and reps for, for weeks. And, yeah, I know right now there's some of these guys are just getting thrown into a game with no reps yeah. in, in months. Yeah, it's, it, it leads to maybe some sloppier play than normal. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely fun to watch, though. Definitely, uh, yeah. way oh, more scoring. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. 
I mean, well, the Blues clearly uh, decided they were the sloppy team the other night, but I, hey, I'm a Hawks fan. Yeah. I can appreciate that. That was <laughs> yeah. Well, the first night the Blues looked really good, and the Hawks and the oh, yeah. Avs really turned the puck over a lot, and then yeah, the Blues kind of got on a roll. Well, the Avalanche started so well, and then it was just downhill from there. It was so yeah. ugly. Yeah. Um, what do you and and the other side of that trade? What do you think? Uh, the Hawks, like I guess maybe your opinion maybe, or things you've heard. Overall, what do you think the Hawks are really looking for in Zadorov? What sense do you make of that trade, even in hindsight? Yeah, well, Zadorov is definitely a guy who he's he's very young. Um, he's what 20, 25, I think. And he's, yeah, he's a he's a guy who can play physical um, when he's in. If he's playing well, he's playing physical, and I think they've got kind of a young physical defenseman. And he's also not, I mean, the, the thing with Saad was that he was an expiring contract. So Zadorov is not, and he'll be like, they, they'll, they'll have him for a little bit, which I think, I guess, helps them. Yeah. I've heard the big knock on him was his hockey IQ. Can you uh, attest to that? Is there really other certain deficiencies in his game that you see and certain positives maybe? Yeah, so I so this is obviously my first year on the ad speed, so I, I didn't necessarily Oh sure, sure. Oh my apologies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh you're good. No, you're you're yeah. totally good. Um but I, I think that like yeah, I think it's it, for him it's about I guess using his physicality and at the right times and knowing when to I guess put that in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sense. that's kind of what I'd say. It just amazes me, Joe Sackick, how he hasn't missed on a trade since like the Matt, the whole Matt Duchene trade. I remember everyone was calling for Joe Sackett's head and like you're never gonna get the like a good trade for Matt Duchesne and he goes does that he gets people like Sam Girard and Shane Bowers and it's just like he hasn't missed oh since then and another thing he did in the offseason was that yeah he flipped Nikita Zadorov but then he got Brandon Saad at another piece back obviously and then he traded I think a second round pick to New York to take advantage of their cap strap system and picked up Devon Taves and I'm just wondering how Devon Taves is fitting in there is fitting in Colorado I assume like even if he's struggling that he's going to fit in because he's just like their blue line moves so quick and is great at moving the puck. So I just want to hear your thoughts on Devin Tays so far. Yeah, it's, I think that was a pretty incredible trade, honestly. I mean, they have him <laughs> playing up with Kale McCarr on the top pair. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they definitely are benefiting um, from having him and it, he really looks like a, a good, good player. So I, yeah, I think that that was definitely, I guess he, he hit on that trade and that looks like it could be a, they love that pairing together. Taze has scored in the last two games. So yeah, definitely a, a good, a good pairing. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Um, it's just they're like I bet being Blackhawks fans, I bet this is a lot like like a lot of the fans thought about us like five years ago when we were actually good. Yeah. And now we th- we think this of the Avalanche, and it's just like you look at their lineup, it's just so ridiculously crazy stacked and not even that. It's just that they got all these prospects coming up in the system. And like even if somehow yeah. they don't win the cup this year, it's like you take arm off them, they're gonna grow with three back, three arms. It's yeah. just ridiculous. So but yeah, but Vegas yeah. is a tough team and the blues are oh, good. Yeah. They've got their, it's not an easy run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um Vegas is definitely gonna give them a run for their money, but I, I have to think that Colorado's uh the uh, favorite in the West, and I actually chose them to go to the Cup final against Tampa, and I think that's a uh, quite a something we could potentially see. But yeah, certainly oh, possible. Sure, yeah. I have to ask. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Nathan McKinnon, um, and I I do 
I do have my opinions. I believe he should have won the heart last year or um, he or Panarin. I was hoping for McKinnon just seeing, uh, you know, the injuries with Ranton and Land. I believe Landeskog was injured last year as well. Either way, I know that um, he was uh, he was definitely there. Like, you know, I, I'd say in terms of differential from a top player to everyone below, I thought he was by far the best. Um, but do you see this as possibly with all the upgrades they've like? This team was already insane, and obviously they added Taves, they added Saad. Um, do you see this as a year that he can finally secure that hard trophy? Oh, it's certainly possible. Um, I think it's hard to – It's if if you ask me if anyone's going to M- win the MVP, I'm probably going to bet on the field just because of, like, probability. But I yeah. think if, if yeah. I had to pick one guy who I thought was going to win it, he's definitely someone I would consider saying. Like, he's a yeah. – he's a – it's – honestly, I find myself – I feel very lucky that I get to watch him yeah you are you very much are i can tell yeah, you yeah i mean it's it's pretty special i mean this is a really a generational player where him and mcdavid are clearly the two best in the league and it's pretty cool to watch and so yeah i don't think i think it's hard to like necessarily say with any certainty that he's going to win the mvp but i think that he is certainly he if he won the mvp i would not be surprised in the slightest you know for sure there's something about that revenge tour with the uh, athletes and someone like him where you, it's not just an athlete. This is like, again, a generational talent. There's something about his game. You know, McDavid is so slick and so clean. There's something about McKinnon where he's so, he, he can just turn it on just like that, but not just with speed, but the strength that guy has. He's a bull. Yeah. Like once he gets running, yeah. like, and even if you're like, he's not obviously the biggest guy, but like, if you run into him, he can knock you on. Your ass. He's beefy. Like, that kid's beefy, man. That's a thick boy. I mean, holy, yeah. the, the way that guy... And fast. Yeah, he is... He, you don't want to get in his way when he's moving. Yeah, he played... Man, his his skill is almost angry at times. You don't want to piss that guy off. I remember the... Uh, yeah, game I mean, he plays, he's, he's super competitive. Like, he is... He wants to win very badly. So, yeah, that's... You can that see that in his good. play. He is just... Yeah, yeah. No, that guy's just... I could go on about him for days. But, yeah, I'm glad to hear you agree because I think... I think for some reason, I just feel it this year. Revenge store, man. I could see this guy going on and stealing the heart. I have picked for the con smite too, but that's just my opinion. Last year in the bubble, he had 25 points in 15 games, 15 which games. I just find ridiculous. See, that was pretty insane. He was yeah. tear. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, who is your who is your favorite? Who has been your favorite interview so far? Like player to interview. Ooh, that's a good one. Um. Belmar, Pierre Edward Belmar. Oh, yeah. I remember that clip of Andre Burkowski where telling him, it's like, no, it's not actually on the lake. And he's like, what? Oh, yeah. So he's, he's been good. They've all honestly been pretty, pretty friendly. Um, I haven't had, had problems with any of them. It's weird because it's all over Zoom. So it's not as, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ian Cole was a great interview. Um, uh, now, obviously, Minnesota media. I guess gets to enjoy him, but like he, he was a phenomenal guy to talk to. Calvert is really insightful, um, but they've all been good. I, I haven't had any, I guess, negative interactions with them. Yeah. All right. Hey. Not like not like the one in Philadelphia. I have not <laughs> had that. <happen. laughs> yeah, Matt. Well, when when Jared Vorchek gets traded to the Avalanche, I mean, you know, you know to leave. I guess. Is I, yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll tread. I'll tread lightly. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so uh, the can the Kings Avs game is like in an hour, so we gotta let you go soon. So, but we're just gonna ask you some lightning round questions here. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite movie of all time, or some of your favorite movies? I really like the movie Lady Bird. Lady oh Bird. yes. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. <laughs> I haven't got watched it yet, but I've heard. That's yeah, I want, definitely want to watch it. Fan, but that's okay. All right, all right, film expert <laughs> Roger Ebert here. All right. <laughs> Um, what's uh, your favorite band or favorite albums? Like some of your favorite bands or favorite albums of all time? Okay, I Bob Dylan, not a band, but an individual. Artist. Yeah, Bob artist. Dylan, yeah. Um, Bob Dylan, The Beatles, Taylor Swift, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick. Uh, okay, there we go. That's a hit. <laughs> there we go. What's your favorite albums of uh, Kendrick? Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, and then yeah, Pimper look at go. this man go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a butterfly is one of the most masterful. No, it's fantastic. There's just that's, you know, I I sound like an old an old head, but really, there's like you don't see as much mainstream like poetic rap. That's yeah. that's one of them, and that's very special. I agree. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite TV shows of all time? Hmm. I mean, I'm kind of kind of basic in Parks and Rec, New Girl, but <laughs> yeah, there you like, go. I, I'm pretty like. I love those types of just good, good old. It's comedy, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's the yeah. thing, though. It's like, the, okay, people say that's basic, and yes, like I understand the basic part. They're so fun, like they're easy to digest, but they're so enjoyable. The reason yeah. it's so it, nice to do. Yeah, I mean, the reason that it's that it's, I guess, cliche is because it's good, and people like good shows, so it makes sense. Exactly. That they're very mainstream. So yeah, I don't have exactly. any, I guess, qualms. I'm sure I'm forgetting some shows that I like, but I, I would. Say oh no, worries. You know, Peter, we're not posting this unless you answer with your utmost favorite answers. So <laughs> you might have to rethink that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I might. I'll, if I, if I message you in the middle of the abs game, you can. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of which, this is the most important question. Does, yes. pine, does pineapple belong on pizza for you? Yes. It does? Oh, I will yeah. not post in the interview. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. And St. Louis style pizza is better than Chicago style pizza. Man, get the Ooh. fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this guy likes New York cheesecake better than uh, Chicago pizza. I'm getting that kind of vibe right <laughs> hey, now. Hey, you guys need to go to Emo's in St. Louis. It's classic. You know what? I, you know what? I will take you up on that, and I will go literally nowhere else in St. Louis because I like nice cities. Ooh. Wow. Wow, all right. Ending ending the the, the podcast off on a bitter note. But uh, no, thank you, Peter, for coming on. And I'm so jealous that you get to cover such a great team like the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, and Brandon Saha, obviously the best player in that team. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, he has two Stanley Cups. He must be the best player, obviously. The only one, Cole's one. He has the most cups. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe you'll add a third one. We'll have to see. But uh, thank you. Thank you, Peter, for coming on. It was nice to hear your insight on the Avalanche. And uh, have a good one, man. Enjoy the Kings Avalanche game. Thank you. Have a good night, you guys. Thank you, you too, man. Thank have you. a good one, man.